This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it toward its true principles of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, August 14, 2022. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In today's short podcast, I'll talk briefly about what I call the cult of Trump. But first, a message from the League of Women Voters. You know, I found a great resource online from the League of Women Voters. It's called Vote411.org. Check it out. They have a wealth of nonpartisan information about the candidates and issues that you'll see on your ballot this November. Again, that address is Vote411.org. And speaking of voting, do you sometimes feel that your vote doesn't count? Because with all the money dumped on some candidates, it's difficult for the candidates without a lot of money to get noticed. You know how it goes. Those with the money get attention. It's an unfortunate fact of politics in this country that money injects corruption into our government. Now, if you're as concerned about it as I am, then join Move to Amend. Move to Amend is an organization dedicated to passing a constitutional amendment to end corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money in elections. Join Move to Amend and help create a movement toward a true democracy that serves all the people, not just the rich ones. You can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. If you've paid attention to some of the details in the news over the past 18 months, you might have caught the story about former President Trump taking boxes of classified information from the White House when he vacated it after losing the election. It wasn't in the headlines so much, so a lot of people might have missed it. Over the months after leaving office, Trump was asked to return these documents, and he refused. Government officials tried to negotiate, but were unsuccessful in getting Trump to voluntarily hand over the documents he took with him. So finally, last week, the FBI served a search warrant, entered the premises, and seized the classified information. Of course, this lit the media on fire. Initially, the left-leaning news outlets pondered the real reason behind the search. And I found it interesting that the commentators were aware of the classified material on the premises, and they speculated that this might be the reason for the search. But you could also hear hope in their voice when they pondered the reason that it might be more than just a simple seizure of stolen classified material. The crime must really be bad, they said. And I couldn't help but feel that they wanted to see Trump do the perp walk, you know, being let out into the sunlight wearing handcuffs and an orange jumpsuit. Meanwhile, the right-leaning news outlets were, for the most part, crying foul, portraying the whole operation as an unannounced and illegal raid. They called for the disbandment of the FBI and the Department of Justice. They compared the United States to a banana republic where political enemies are locked up. Of course, they conveniently forgot all about the chance of lock her up or the fact that they cheered on the FBI when, just days before the election in 2016, the FBI opened up an investigation into a laptop discovered to have emails from Hillary Clinton. While the left chanted, lock him up, figuratively speaking, the right was quick to look past yet another transgression from Donald Trump and portray him as the victim. And by extension, the right portrayed themselves as victims of an overbearing and tyrannical government. 
I get it. The left is frustrated. Trump has somehow been able to gain hypnotic control over many of his followers. He has inserted himself into a position where he can do no wrong. No matter how egregious his transgressions, he gets an automatic pass from people, many of whom profess to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Yes, the same Jesus Christ that advocated for the poor, the sick, the elderly. The same Jesus Christ that made the ultimate sacrifice to atone for the sins of mankind. How can people who claim to follow the teachings of Jesus also advocate for the violent overthrow of our government, or the turning away of poor people that need help, or turning their backs on the sick, the elderly, the disabled? Well, the answer is simple. Doublethink. Yes, it's a word. Look it up. Doublethink. It was a word invented by George Orwell, and it refers to the acceptance of or mental capacity to accept contrary opinions or beliefs at the same time, especially as a result of political indoctrination. I personally take it a step further. It's not limited to political indoctrination, but it refers to indoctrination into a cult. Here's my main concern in all this. Trump has become a cult leader. And like all cult leaders, he can do no wrong by his flock. All of his transgressions, even the sexually explicit ones, are overlooked by his followers. It's actually okay with them, because laws are made for the flock, not for the leader. The leader, by definition, becomes the law. And if the leader suffers persecution by outside forces, it's all part of a conspiracy to discredit the leader. And it's the flock's responsibility to fight these external forces using any means necessary. This includes violence, because an attack on the cult leader is an attack on everyone in the cult. For example, Representative Elise Stefanik, a New York Republican, said it herself on Twitter, quote, If the FBI can raid a U.S. president, imagine what they can do to you. The flock contains members who consider the FBI action an act of war. Ricky Walter Schiffer, for example, attacked the FBI's Cincinnati office with a nail gun and an assault rifle. Schiffer was a participant in the January 6th insurrection and wrote extensively on social media about a war against tyranny. Apparently, in Schiffer's view, Trump was the only person capable of saving America. In Schiffer's own words, quote, People, this is it. I hope a call to arms comes from someone better qualified, but if not, this is your call to arms from me. Schiffer died in a cornfield. He was given an option to surrender, but chose to fight what he considered the forces of tyranny to the end. Now, I'm not one to disagree that there are powerful forces in this country that have autocratic tendencies. I've railed against a few of them myself, senatorial candidate Eric Schmidt being one, Governor Ron DeSantis another, and of course Donald Trump. But overall, I don't think we're in an autocracy yet. And how do I know this? Well, Call it a gut feeling, if you will. But America retains its fierce sense of independence and is therefore overall naturally skeptical of its leaders, especially the ones that appear too eager and too power-hungry to lead. But there is a danger here, a real danger. Because while Trump's tendency toward autocracy can be held in check by America's natural skepticism, America consists of people and people are vulnerable to falling into cult behavior. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who voted for Trump is a member of a cult. Actually, I believe a majority voted for Trump because of a true belief in the conservative viewpoint that the Republican Party adheres to. But there is a considerable number of people who buy into the notion of Trump as a cult leader. 
And those people constitute a sizable voting block. Because Trump has a sort of hypnotic influence over this voting block, he uses it to threaten politicians that don't conform to his viewpoints. In a sense, he blackmails politicians by threatening to out-primary them and replace them with politicians that conform to his will. With a few exceptions, Republican politicians have a lot of things, but a backbone apparently isn't one of them. So what do we do? How do we get this nation back on track? How do we get rid of the aura of a cult around Trump? Well, call me a naive optimist, but I believe we're already on track to doing just that. Banning Trump from Twitter was a start. Despite the fact that Trump does have his own Twitter-like service called Truth Social, the reality is that not many people have been subscribing to it, less than 1% of the people on Twitter. Another good development is the FBI warrant on Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. Law enforcement really does serve a purpose in this country, and a majority of people support it. They will see Trump for who he is, a lawbreaker. Also, Trump's numerous other lawsuits dealing with fraud and tax evasion must come to light, and his tax returns will expose him for the con man that he is. Now, I'm going to stick my neck out a bit further and say that another good development lies in things like the January 6th insurrection, as well as those wildcat attacks on government agencies like Ricky Walter Schiffer and his nail gun. Some advocate for an all-out civil war, and God only knows what plans they have in store to terrorize the rest of us. Yes, people have been hurt and killed, and I think it's going to continue for a time. But we now have a wake-up call. These horrific acts of terrorism exposes the ugly truth about the real motivations behind the cult movement and forces us to make a choice. Do we go down the path of civil war, or do we dedicate ourselves to resolving our differences peacefully? I think most people will choose peace. And in making that decision, we will, overall, jettison the cult mindset and get back to the business of running a true representative democracy. Well, that's it for this week. Join us next week when we talk with Joan Hubbard, chair of the Voter Access Committee at the League of Women Voters. We may also have a short interview with John Ashcroft, the Missouri Secretary of State, where we'll talk about voter access in the upcoming November election. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its true principles of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org slash contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead, and we hope you'll tune in again next week. <music>